Ah, uh, thank you for joining us on a Thursday evening and a beautiful Thursday evening it is. Welcome to Caching in the Northwest. You know, this is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. Mic check. So while you're throwing your hat in the air like you just don't care, we'll be caching in the Northwest. And you know, we can't do that till we bring in our graduated gorilla. Some say he spent an entire weekend soaking in instant oatmeal. And others say he's a personality donor to the less fortunate. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. Well, they certainly are less fortunate when I donate some personality to them. That's definitely <laughs> true. Can't argue with that. Hey, good to see you, buddy. It's been a, been a couple of weeks. It has been. You've been traveling a bit. Good to I, be back home. I, it is great to be back home, uh, but it's great to be back on the show. And it's great to be back on the show with our good friend, Chris. Rock Chalk, who's joining us for the first part and, and maybe even more of this exciting episode. Rock Chalk, thanks for joining us, buddy. Oh, thank you. It's always nice to chat with you guys. It's always nice to be chatted with. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're those strange people at the party that stand along the wall. <laughs> yes. Wait, yeah. I think I am one of those people. Or, or you're the dogs playing poker. That's even yeah. stranger. Hmm. All right. So, yes, we've got uh, a favorite returning guest of the show, Rock Chalk, here. We're going to talk about the excitement of the announcement that's come out of HQ this past weekend. And a little later in the show, we're going to bring in the Geo Woodstock 18 planning team and talk about that because, oh my goodness, there's just so much to talk about. But this is excellent. We're very excited. Um, we also, before we get going, want to remind folks that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. I got to meet some of our patrons when I was down in Texas last weekend, which was always so fun. I love meeting with our patrons and even our, our listeners who aren't patrons. It's also great to meet up with you folks and talk with you. But in particular, I want to thank Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor, and remind everybody that if you want to know more about supporting this show, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website. Oh, web. Oh, website. That's right. <laughs> well, it's time for the thing we all love. It's the glow. That's the geocaching log of the week. Whether you read it, whether you wrote it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email or feed feed field recording. You can feel the recording, recording if you're really no, we into don't want to it. You chewing. No, <laughs> that's different. A field recording to feedback at cachingnw.com. Call into 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool on the website and show us how you glow. Excellent. So who's reading the glow tonight? You know what? I'll do it. Okay. This comes from, well, the inventor of the glow, the glow venter. That's Dora Moore. She attended the uh, BCGA and MVG meet and greet. She sends in, says in her email, Hi guys, I was at the BCGA event today when they made the announcement about Geo Woodstock 18. Now, I knew what was coming. So I got to watch the faces of some attendees. I'd like to sit, submit my entry as a glow. It perfectly summed up what I saw in the face of a longtime cashier in this area. There was a lot of excitement in that small group today. And I'll let you know that Dora Moore got our exclusive glow badge 
of 2019 for this entry. Nice. Her uh, log reads, great news and a great event for sharing it with everyone in spite of the weather. I particularly enjoyed seeing the look on Graffinator's face as it slowly transitioned from, is this a joke? To, are you kidding? To, you're not kidding, are you? To, wow! Thanks, Kev MacD, for host for doing the hosting honors and letting me take your hat from you. I'll wear it with pride. Let the planning begin. Very cool. So, yeah, uh, for those who might not know what that's all about, there is a very small number of people up here who knew about what was going to be announced before it was announced. And um, we had asked a couple of them to host events, one on in Greater Victoria area on Vancouver Island, one in Abbotsford, the city that is going to be hosting GeoWoodstock 18. Uh, but we didn't say what the event was for. It was just a meet and greet with the BCGA and Metro Van Geocachers and come on out. And, and then uh, I live streamed the announcement from Texas and they played it back at the events. So that was kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. So that's what that was all about. Now, you know, we tell you every week, you can send a field recording or you can call into 253-693-TFTC. Do you know what? People do that from time to time. We have a recording from Billy Robson that we're going to play right now. Hey, guys. Billy Robson here from Alberta. Just thought I'd let you know what's happening. Managed to get my 20,000th cash at a webcam in Washington, D.C., Scott Circle. DCN21R. Got it about a month and a half ago. Didn't have a chance to let you know as I was in Europe at the Giga event in Hamburg. GC77777. Great time. Looking forward to coming out there next year to see you guys. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you for sending that in. Apparently, we had some trouble. Not everybody was able to hear the recording well but uh we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit in the after show well i'll tell you what why don't we do this um in the after show you can play it back at a louder volume just there so we go we don't use up too much more time now uh, but i do want to ask something when when billy robson uh, first of all when he said it was his 20,000th milestone all the three of us here on on the show i could see our faces like wow impressive that's pretty awesome uh, but Rock Shock, when he said uh, which webcam it was, you nodded. <laughs> like, you're familiar with that one? Yeah, actually, as he said it, I think, hey, I've been there before. And so I looked it up to see when I, I found that it was November of 2013. And I, I was wearing a jacket that I really liked. And I kind of was sad for a moment because I love that jacket. And I don't have it anymore. So uh, <laughs> it was both a fun memory and kind of a sad memory. It was, it was a bittersweet <laughs> moment for you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is that is funny. And hey, and congrats, Billy Robson, if you're listening to this episode, uh, which we hope you are, whether live or recorded. And congrats. That is an impressive milestone. That's a pretty cool cache to do it on. And and it's Rock Chalk approved. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Isn't it isn't it funny how when somebody says the name of a cache that you found and that it will often bring back that memory immediately. I mean, I haven't thought about that, that cash in quite a while, <laughs> but as soon as I heard Scott circle webcam, it just took me right back to it. Yeah. Isn't no, you yeah. how the memory works. Yeah. It's you yeah, guys, figured. 
Do you guys navigate by geocaches in your town? Oh, you want to go to that store? It's over by. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. You know that memorable the cache by... was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, normally, at this point in the show, we would go into news, but I mean, this whole show is news. So <laughs> why don't we just why don't we just move into it? What do you think? I think we ought to. In case you didn't hear, maybe you're living under a rock. There was some big news from Geocaching HQ this weekend. And for those not quite lucky enough to hear about it from Annie herself at Geo Woodstock 17, Rock Chalk, you're here to share it with us live right now. <laughs> yeah, drum roll, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, so next year on August 15th, 2020, we are going to host the Geocaching 20th anniversary celebration here in Seattle. It will be at Seattle Center, uh, home of the Space Needle. And... Uh, that's the main stuff that we that we can say right now, uh, but but it will be part of, I guess, eight days at least of of really exciting geocaching stuff happening here in the Northwest. Of course, with Geo Woodstock happening up there in in, in BC on the twenty second, and then the Going Ape event uh, the day after uh, the twentieth anniversary celebration event. So you've got three really big events happening in eight days within. I mean two and a half, three hours of each other when you, I guess, when you count the ape event, it's a little further east, but, but mm -hmm. certainly within, within travel distance. And, and we expect that a whole lot of people are going to be here and it's just going to be, we think, a, a, a really exciting couple of weeks for geocachers. Now, it's been a while since you've done the uh, geocaching block party, but this is kind of uh, that on steroids. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, and that's why we decided to have it at Seattle center, um, mm -hmm. Seattle center for people that aren't aware of what it is. Well, if you know what the space needle is, and I think most people in the world probably do, it's such an iconic structure. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's where Seattle center is, uh, Seattle center and the Space Needle both were open for the World's Fair back in 1962. And it's about a 70, 75 acre uh, entertainment complex. So the Space Needle is just one thing that's down there. There's uh, the Chihuly uh, Glass Place. There's, the, uh, there, there's a couple different museums. It's, it's a really big space. And uh, as much as we loved having a party in Fremont, like we did for several years, uh, we felt like, of course, there's no way to predict exactly how many people will come, but it will have been five years since we had a big event here in Seattle. And we expect the event Geo Woodstock up there and the Ape event that a whole lot of people are going to come. And we just didn't know if Fremont was going to be able to handle uh the influx of people. So we think Seattle center will give folks a lot more chance to spread out and have a little bit more room to move. And as much as there will be a lot of great geocaching stuff going on, it's also, as I just said a few moments ago, there's a lot of other stuff too, you know, like the space needle, like the museum stuff. And mm -hmm. then downtown Seattle isn't too far away. So, uh, if you've never been to Seattle before, uh, this is a, a great time to come, not just for the geocaching event, but because you'll have proximity to so much of the other great stuff that there is to see here. Exactly. And August is a great time to come to Seattle. Uh, that's, that's the height of our summer. So 
It'll be it's you. it's absolutely true. The the water spigot is on around now, which it which it has, and now through September at least is is usually really great. So, of course, I say that people will remember the last block party in 2015, <laughs> which was basically the birth of what GIF has become now, because mm-hmm. the the big GIF uh, film event was rained out when it was right. going to be hosted at Gasworks Park, not far from HQ, and <laughs> I. I don't think I've seen a rainstorm since then, like the one that night. I, I mean, was, it was expecting, just, yeah, I was expecting HQ to just get washed into the sound there. Seriously, it was it was nuts. I mean, i i have I hadn't lived here for very long before then, but I hadn't seen rain up until then like that, and I don't think I've seen it since. It was just a one night thing, and it happened to be the night of of a GIF, which of course turned out to be kind of a happy accident because we ended up. Uh, kind of change in the way GIF was handled, and mm-hmm. that's the way it's been done for a few years now. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're we're awfully excited about it, and and it's just going to be a whole lot of fun. I I just kind of hate that it's it's over a year away, and we got to wait until then. <laughs> yeah, there's that, but uh, it's also nice to have a little time to plan. I'll just say that. That would be good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of planning, there was another bit to the announcement that Annie shared and it's 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 sparked a lot of discussion um and it was uh, a, a bit of an announcement of the possibility of the return of an icon uh do you want to maybe just sort of round that conversation around for folks well yeah w- what i can say right now we we're going to wait until we have the cash page ready to go into all the detail about it. But as, as Annie said, uh, what we're hoping to do is use some form of the uh, lost and found celebration icon that was only available the one time back in 2010 uh, when the big event happened here in Seattle, the event that eventually turned into the annual block party. Uh, But that lost and found celebration icon was only available the one time. And what we're hoping to do is is to use some form of that, but we, we still have some technical stuff that we need to work out and we want to kind of get our I's dotted and our T's crossed before we make a, a wider announcement with a whole lot more detail about how that's going to work. Uh, but that's that's the hope. And our our intention and our plan is to have something available here in the next month or so. So we we, we know people want to get their want to see the cash page so they can get their will attends logged and all that stuff. And, and what we're aiming for is sometime in the next month or so to be able to have that published and, and we'll make an announcement when, when that happens. Great. Nice. I see that we have a question from GSMX too uh, about the icon and, and how it relates to lost and found. But I, I think Chris, what you've shared at this point is about what we're going to know at this point. So we're just going to say, hang tight. Yeah, I think that's the best thing to do. And uh, like I said, we uh, will make an announcement and we'll have the cash page. And then when when we publish the cash page, we'll go into the more of the detail about all that stuff. But right now, all I can really say is, like I said, that we're our our hope and our intention is to use some form of that uh, lost and found celebration icon again. So people will have another shot at it. Yeah, I know there are people who've started geocaching in the last 10 years that, you know, it, it's fun to get a new icon. So 
that that'll be nice. Well, or a, or a new old one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have but a chance yeah. to get this icon. They, you know, exactly. It yeah, just for those, there and mocks of them because they didn't get, they didn't make it that one time. Right. For those of us, well, like myself, I started playing in 2011, so I so I just missed it, and and then of course many many more folks that have come since then. So, uh, so we we know it's something that that that, that people are are. Uh, are very interested in. And like I said, within the next month or so, we, we should be able to answer those questions for them. Thank you. Um, now people are really excited to come and, and experience all this. What should they do if they want to be kept up to date? I think the, the best thing to do a couple of things. One, I would say, keep an eye out on social media on our Facebook and uh, Twitter channels. And then on the geocaching blog, uh, and the geocaching newsletter. Those, those will be the places that when we have the cache page ready, we will uh, disseminate that via those, those channels. And then once the cache page is published and folks have logged their will attend uh, over the course of the next year or so, we will make it on the cache page when there's big stuff to share and also through our you know, social media and blog and stuff like that. So, uh, but until the cache page is ready, as you're waiting for it to be published, I think the best thing to do is, again, watch the blog, watch Facebook, watch Twitter and the newsletter. And that's, we'll make sure that we're covering all those places when, it's, when we've got that ready to publish. Very cool. Now, speaking of people being excited, and, and obviously this is all very exciting stuff and people can start planning ahead. I have already heard some folks referring to that two-week span as the hashtag mega trifecta. <laughs> um, now, without anybody getting ahead of themselves on this, uh, how big is HQ preparing to have this 20th anniversary celebration in Seattle be? I mean, you've got a pretty big venue. That's <laughs> like several several city blocks of a venue. Yeah, I think the venue. Yeah, the the I think the venue is probably the the best indication of how big we're planning on it to be. Um, I've you know we've done all kinds of speculating around the office about how many folks we think might might turn up for this event. Um, we're going to plan for the for the high end and and uh, you know gear our planning accordingly, whether it be. You know, obviously, uh, the venue Seattle Center, that that was uh, a nod to how big we think it will be. But also, of course, we know a lot of folks are going to want to come and visit uh, headquarters. And so we're going to come up with, I'm sure, some sort of a system similar to what we did with the last block party in 2015, where there was a ticketing system. I'm sure we'll probably have something similar this time around. Uh so we're we're definitely going to be planning for big crowds and 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 hoping for big crowds. That that would be a nice problem to have. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's not another question from GSMX too that uh, he's wondering if the attendance warrants it. Would there be? Um, would you get a giga icon for this, or is it just going to be whatever the new icon is going to be? Yeah. It it, it would be whatever the new icon is similar to or the new old icon uh similar to how when we had block party all of those years it was always the block party icon it it uh it, it i haven't gone back and looked at the numbers lately but i would assume that it probably could have been a giga um but it is the icon of that it is so 
again, if we, assuming that we use some form of the old lost and found celebration icon, um, that's what it'll be. It, it, it wouldn't become Giga or anything like that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think you can only give one icon to something, so. Right, so, you, you know, uh, I don't know, we'll keep an eye on GeoWoodstock and going ape, I guess, for yeah. <laughs> those possibilities, but um, it, it's gonna be really interesting, and, and I'm sure that it'll be interesting to hear Jay, you and, uh, and the Land Sharks folks uh, talking about Geo Woodstock later in the show, because I'm, I'm sure you guys are, are looking at the, at, at the same good problem to have in, in planning for these, uh, hopefully, really large numbers of cashers from around the world coming to celebrate 20 years. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we'll talk about that some more. But before we do that, and before we bring our other guests in, uh, Rockjack, is there anything else that you want to share uh, reinforce maybe uh, where people should be following HQ uh, just to to make sure people find out about the 20th anniversary celebration in a timely manner? Well, the, the first thing I would share is just how excited everybody is, all the lackeys at HQ. We're, uh, as it was a lot of fun to watch the announcement at Geo Woodstock in Fort Worth, how excited the folks there were to hear about this. But I, I have to just tell you how excited everybody in the office has, has been uh, we announced it internally just last week too. And, and, and folks have, there's been a lot of chatter about it and people are really looking forward to it. There's a lot of people that have joined the company since 2015 that never got to see a block party. So, oh, um, yeah. so we've been, some of us that were here for at least one of those has been kind of telling them you haven't seen a party till you've seen a big, <laughs> you know, a big, a big party here with all these cats. So, uh, so that's that's the first thing is just how excited everybody is about it. But again, uh, keep an eye on our Facebook and, and Twitter. Keep an eye on the geocaching blog and on the weekly newsletter. Uh, we will be hitting all of those outlets with uh, with the news when the cache page is ready to publish. And then folks can log their will attends and we can start getting a better idea of how many people are going to be coming. Awesome. Well, and for folks who already have their will attend on the Geo Woodstock 18, I will guarantee you we will also send uh, an update to all those folks through that medium as well. Uh, I should log my will attend then. So <laughs> you could, a, then you'll know. <laughs> so I can be totally covered <laughs> in case I miss our own announcement. Well, hey, only oh, you are going to go. Huh? To I, well, I don't know. You know, when I heard Jay was involved, I was like, eh, but the, I, I like the Land Sharks people. So I'm thinking maybe that will outweigh any concerns that I might have about Jay. Um, two out of three ain't bad. Unless Jay lets me stay at his house, in which case I, I might just say right now, I might just make a, you know, promise. Well, I can, Jay, are, are you I can ready tell you to that Rachel's invited. Me? I can tell you Rachel's invited. <laughs> <laughs> You'll put me in a tent. That's right. right. Well, if you listen to Geo Gearheads earlier tonight, we invited everybody to land uh, to the Land Monkey's house. Oh, great! Listeners free to come and camp in their yard, eat out of the refrigerator, you know, use the driveway. So, and there's plenty of caches near their house too, which is which is really convenient. Exactly. Exactly. He didn't actually. I, I I say that. I think they're near his house. He told me he lived nearby when we were caching there, but for all I know, he was lying and we were nowhere near his house. But he told me, he's like, yeah, we just live right down there when we were cached. I'll bet, I'll bet we were in a totally different part of town than where he actually mm -hmm. lives. 
He lives in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all Canadians, we all know each other. And yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, well, wow. Rock Chalk, thank you so much for joining us. You know, feel free to stay connected or leave if you have to. We completely understand. Uh, but we need to move on to another subject. So, friends, wait no longer. It's time now to connect with faces and voices you know and you recognize. It's the hosting team for Geo Woodstock 18. Hello. Hey, Hello. So, so we have uh, Chris and Helen of the Land Sharks, and we have Christy of the Geo Travelers. And we got Jay in there too. Land Monkey. And, one of, yeah, one and of we have Chris from HQ and we have Chris of the Northwest. So, <laughs> but maybe what we can do is um, if, if uh, Christy, Helen, or Chris, one of you want to just quickly run through um, our, our executive team and, and who makes up. Well, um, I should do that out of the show notes. Chris, <laughs> you want to speak to your role? I'm, I'm the. Um, What's the I'm Helen. I'm with the Land Sharks, and um, I'm the lead on our team. I'm Chris Land Sharks. Um, I'm looking after um, financial matters and a lot of the technical stuff right now to the website development. And I'm Christy of the Geo Travelers, and I'm going to be generally in charge of a little bit of everything operations managing. <laughs> Awesome. And of course, myself, Land Monkey, uh, Jay, and my role is primarily around media relations, but also, uh, as Christy said, a little bit of everything, just wherever I'm needed. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it kind of works with the small team. Everyone has a role, but you all do whatever's needed. Yeah, exactly. It's cross-training. That's that's a good thing. That's what organizations are moving towards. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a cool team because we all have a lot of a lot of good skills, really good skills. Some we overlap, some we don't. And uh, it's it's really great to work with this group with this group. Well, I consider you all friends. However, you've been holding out on us. Yeah, we have. You, you've been keeping <laughs> secrets and making plans and not telling us. So, I, I can't imagine how hard this secret has been to keep. How long have you been working on this as a team? Well, what well, you we, we've kept the secret since we got the announcement um, for almost seems like two months i think yeah. and yeah it was around april 1st or so just shortly after and it was yeah. no joke we were we were hosting geo woodstock but um and that's been really tough because with our office here we have people walking in and all of a sudden you have to take papers and turn them over and stop talking and oh my gosh it's been tough um it's the other thing though is uh, we put a bid in to um compete for geo woodstock because it's a competition process so we actually have been keeping it quiet since may last year when we really started thinking about doing this because it, to be honest it's a competitive advantage to keep it kind of to yourself so that anybody else that's bidding doesn't know what your you know strengths and weaknesses might be so uh, yeah so we've been keeping it pretty quiet for a year yeah. Last May, um, I got an email from my sister who is used to be our um, admin assistant when she was in college. She was studied sport management and communication, and she worked with us part time. So she's now working for the Richmond Oval, um, one of the Olympic venues. So she's now there as one of their coordinators of events. And she sent us an email last May, May 2018, and said, you know, working at this great venue and it would be just like Island Spirit. You guys could host a big geocaching event here and, you know, maybe you should think about it. 
And so that kind of planted the seed because we said, how big is it? And she's like, well, you know, she'd been to Geo Woodstock with us. She said, you could even hold Geo Woodstock here. It's that big. And it's actually so not big enough. It's, it's not. <laughs> now that we've got started, we realize it's not as big as, it, as we'd like. But the dates weren't available. Um, and so we were looking at May and July and the traditional Geo Woodstock weekends. And they already had pre-booked big like volleyball tournaments that came in every year. So the two weekends we wanted were a no-go. But by that time, we'd already gone down the thought process enough that we thought, hmm, maybe we could do this. Let's explore this a little bit more. Maybe we can find another venue. Maybe we can put together a team. And um, so then we found the Tradex in Abbotsford. And I think it might have been um, Brylang that suggested that place. I, I can't recall, but it, it came up as a place to look at. And Jay came on board last summer. Um, and then in September, when we were down at Geocoin Fest, we talked with Brian Roth about some collaboration and support. And what did he think of the idea? And his big, big thing was that he really, he knew what he was going to be doing with the 20th. And he kind of, you know, hinted at that. But he said, it was really important to him that people didn't have to choose between one big event over the other. So he was hoping that we could find a way to make it work so that even if people came over, you know, on a, on a Saturday, they could go to one event, spend the week, the next weekend, go to the other event, fly home. So with like a week off work, you could do two great big events and celebrate the 20th and Geo Woodstock. So that was, so then we chose our date to collaborate with Geocache HQ's 20th celebration on August the 15th and crossed our fingers that the Geo Woodstock elders would, would you know, go for that, being that it was, it was in Canada and it was a different date than usual. So we kind of just stuck our necks out and said, what the heck, if it's a go, it's a go. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yep, that sounds pretty familiar. I think that's pretty much how we were feeling about it <laughs> when the bid went in. There was a lot. There was, uh, there was a lot of work putting that bid together, but it was awesome. Um, oh, well, we have a story about putting the bid together. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you jump into that? Um, it has to do with a a sea day that we didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> Christy. Um, so yeah, we were on our Caribbean cruise back in January, and ran into bad weather, couldn't make it into Turks and Caicos. So we looked at each other and we said, all right, well then let's work on the bid. We're all four together here, which doesn't happen often. And so we went to my cruise cabin and my kids were up on the, the top bunk, just playing away while we were sitting most of the day, just going through all sorts of different things that we needed to think about. That was fun. Oh yeah, it was really yeah. fun for Steve and Laura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all right. But yeah, it was. And I I I don't know. I've never heard of anybody else who was on the cruise with us because there was, you know, 70 other geocachers coming along on that cruise. If anybody ever at any point was like, what happened to those guys? They disappeared. <laughs> yeah, we just sort of vanished for the whole day. You became oh, seasick. Yeah. 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 And then we had another marathon session over here in Victoria. Uh, Jay and Laura came over and um, Christy who lives here in town. That was, that was great. So we all got together at our place and we had a, we had about a 10 or 12 hour meeting that day and went through the draft and just fine tuned it all. Um, yeah. I put a lot of, lot of energy, a lot of, a lot of good thought into it, a lot of collaboration. Yeah. I would just say if anybody is thinking about putting a bid together, it's a lot of work. So <laughs> 
<laughs> prepare yourself. It's not just a lot of work to put on the event. It's a lot of work to make sure you've got a good quality bid as well. So yeah, there's definitely that. Um, so before we continue any further, let's make sure everybody understands where uh, this Geo Woodstock is going to be. And perhaps one of you guys can tell us about the date, the city, describe the venue a little bit. Um, and maybe we can even touch on the region. Sure. Well, um, so the date's uh, August 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get that, right? Hey, Chris, August... right on the back of your hand. That works <laughs> well, you have the GC number on the oh, back of your hand, there. right? There it is. <laughs> but yeah, um, I did in so... Texas. I wrote it on my hand because I did not want to get it wrong. <laughs> So August 22nd, uh, 2020, and uh, it's in Ab the city of Abbotsford, which is in the Fraser Valley. But um, the event really is about the region. It's not just about Abbotsford, but about the Fraser Valley. And um, so the, the venue itself is called the Tradex. It's located at Abbotsford Airport, and it's a massive, massive building that uh, we're going we're gonna to deck out. And um, Jay and I were actually there. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday, wasn't it? Wednesday, yeah. And yeah, we just did a presentation. So um, the Tradex is run by Tourism Abbotsford. And um, so they had um, the tourism sort of leadership, uh, hotel leadership and um, media. And media, um, and they did sort of a press release locally because they were super excited to have, have this event. And so Jay and I did a presentation partly about um, Geo Woodstock itself, and actually we introduced them to geocaching because they a lot of the um, these people had not heard a lot about geocaching. And then we talked about Geo Woodstock and the economic benefit of, of having a large event in your region, like bringing all these people and just sort of getting them excited uh, and on side with regards to uh, to, to hosting um, uh, people from around the world. Um, so so the event is is going to be really cool our th we have a theme it's uh, all about exploring and discovering and connecting with fellow geocachers in the footsteps of gold seekers uh, lumberjacks and um, explorers because the fraser valley the history of the fraser valley is all about um, all about these things so there's a, a lot of the forest area just in the mountains there's a lot of logging um, historically a lot of logging it was also um, sort of a crossroads for exploration and for the gold rush so as people would come up from up from say San Francisco and so on, they would um, make get uh, they would provision in the Fraser Valley in various places, and there was a lot of trading happening there with the uh, First Nations, and and then they would head up 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 to the Klondike and so on from uh, from that region. So there's a lot of the old history around that sort of stuff in the Fraser Valley. Um, so it's a really a really neat place. It's a, a beautiful area with sort of surrounded by mountains. But it's a, a wide expanse of uh, farmland, and uh, and and with little pockets of history and Fraser River running through it. It's it's a really stunningly gorgeous area. So I'm, I'm sure our visitors are going to enjoy it. Anything else about about the Fraser River? Yeah, there was gold in the Fraser River too. There's gold there rush was. there, and jade, BC jade, um, yeah. is found um, in and around the Fraser River. You can still find jade if you're lucky around Hope. When the, yeah. when the when the river's low, which the river will be low at the time when we're doing. Yeah. And you go just a little bit past hope and then you're beyond hope. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I had hope once and then we left. <laughs> All right. Mr. of the Northwest, do you want to take the next one? So I, I know we're going to ask this several times, but uh, how will people make sure they keep current on everything that's in the planning for this huge I'll use the term epic event. 
Jay, do you want to take some of this or do you want yeah, to That's a communications right. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no problem, guys. So the, the first thing that we're encouraging people to do, if you are planning on coming, if you think you are probably going to come, then go to GC86 Victor Delta Fox Truck Trot. Fox Trot. I don't even know how I said that. Anyways, uh, the log year will attend. And then uh, when you're on the the site, the uh, the cash page for the event, there is a big blue icon you can click on for subscribing to our newsletter. And that is gonna be the primary medium of communication we're gonna use as the newsletter. So we really encourage people to sign up for it. Then once we start getting those publications out, which will come soon, you're gonna get all the key information. You're gonna get uh, little bits of information about the area, about the venue, and about what's going on with the event planning. So. That's probably the best thing to do. And of course, uh, we've got a Facebook group set up for folks to get into the community group and ask questions. There's lots of BC cashers who already are parts of that face or are a part of that Facebook group. So they're they're in there answering questions. We've already had a few people asking questions like, oh, I'm coming, you know, I'm gonna come for Geo Woodstock, but I'm also coming like in a few weeks. And I uh, you know, what should I look for when I'm caching in the Fraser Valley? And folks are already putting that kind of info, which is great. The other thing is there's going to be a website and we have been working. Chris uh, alluded to it earlier that he's been putting a lot of work. We all actually, all four of us have been putting a ton of work into the website, into the content, and it's going to be fantastic. It's going to have everything you need to know about planning your trip for Geo Woodstock is going to be on the website. Now that is going to be the traditional geowoodstock.com. If you go there right now, it's still um, geowoodstock17 because uh, the committee allows the current hosting city an extra month or so just to wrap up everything that they're doing and get last announcements out. So that's going to be in there as well. But yeah, so watch that stuff. And then the last thing I'm going to say is our, our other social medias, um, Instagram and Twitter, we've got those already. The account's set up. It's uh, Geo Woodstock 18. You can follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. We're That's just the number 1818, right? Right, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Although if you're searching and you search for XVIII, the Geo Woodstock 18 will come up on the search. We've we've done some some prep work around that. But definitely at Geo Woodstock 18 is where you go to find all that information. Did I miss anything, guys? Uh, we're going to have a YouTube channel up. We do have uh, a YouTube channel. Or we do have a YouTube channel up. Yep. Um, with not a lot of videos yet. <laughs> well, it's got one really good video that gives amazing highlights of the Fraser Valley of yeah. all the different things you can do out there. So there's one up so far and there's more coming. Yep. So the video that is up there, actually, it was used, we used it in our bid document to give people us from around, you know, from around uh, the U.S. who are uh, making the decision um, to give them a sense of the area. And it's, it's a really professionally done uh, Done video. It's really cool. There is one other um, little announcement that we want to make. Our little announcement is a great announcement, and um, so we didn't hold out on you completely. <laughs> I think we had a chat a little bit before the release date, um, and uh, we're pleased to announce that Caching in the Northwest has agreed to be the official podcast of Geo of Geo Woodstock eighteen. So we're we're really thrilled to be working with you guys, and uh, and that's awesome. We're we're really happy about that. Yeah, and I'm not sure how we negotiated that deal. I don't, I don't know. know. It's inside, insider, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I, I have a feeling. I was just told about it. 
<laughs> I all the negotiation happened before it even came back to me. So, no, we're we're very honored. Thank you so much. You're a great team to work with, and uh, you know this is this is going to be an exciting year. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Absolutely. So we've got some questions from the chat that I, I want to throw over to my colleagues here. Um, yeah. The first from GSMX2. He's asking, is it going to be an inside event? Yes, it is going to be an inside event. And it is a very, it's a gorgeous venue. It has air conditioning, whether we need it or not. Um, really good um, Wi-Fi with multiple channels, I think they're called. So vendors, vendors won't have to compete with participants. There'll be de dedicated ones for, for vendors to use and organizers and separate from um, the participants. And the, that's, um, I believe we're um, buying out the Wi-Fi for the um, event. So we're gonna have top Wi-Fi available at no cost. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's indoors. It's a gigantic H shape, like, like an H for Helen. <laughs> <laughs> it's an H. <laughs> so we'll, we, I think it's an H for the C, the H after the C and Chris. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> and Christy. <laughs> and Christy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you're getting your own custom building for the event. So it's, yeah. it's that big. It's <laughs> almost shaped like a J if you take a piece of it off. So I, <laughs> for a change. It's um it's a massive building. They hold um like um BC outdoors sports shows in there. They have motorcycle shows, and in in one weekend, we were told they had um like thirty five thousand people come through in one weekend for a motorcycle show. Um, so we're hoping it can accommodate what what um what we have planned. That, that's yeah. going to be tight, I think, for all the geocachers coming. <laughs> I hope <Yeah>. not. <laughs> in six <laughs> days, we have almost a thousand will attends. No, just yes. What are we at? Actually, we have a thousand five days. Yeah, we're almost at we're nine hundred and fifty or sixty something like that. Rock chalk was number nine hundred and sixty-three. Okay. There you go. No, he should have held out just a little bit longer to try and be number one thousand. Yeah. <laughs> like a milestone, right? Anyways, exactly. Hey, we've got another uh, great question from the chat, and uh, it, well, it's a, it's a comment, but I'm going to turn it into a question. And Christy, this may be in your area, but uh, you know, whoever wants to chime in on it, please do. It's from Dora Moore, and she says, "I hosted an event yesterday, and people were asking if there were going to be more hotel and motel rooms available. Apparently, everything is already booked." I can take that. So at this point, we're just too early. The hotels haven't actually released their space for next year. Um, we do have our amazing travel agent, Tara, already on it, um, connecting with hotels about blocking space. So don't worry, hang tight. The information's coming um, once we get that beautiful website out in the public. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great news. Thank you, Christy. Well, well handled. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody calm down. <laughs> okay. So, so there's going to be a hotel room somewhere. Yeah. You might need to get in early, but it's, it's still too early right now. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We, we have another comment from the chat from RF guy. He says, I nominate that in honor of Geo Woodstock 18 in the Fraser Valley, British Columbia, that the name of this show be changed to caching in the Southwest. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, we actually had some discussion about this because it's southwestern British Columbia. Right. But um, we were dealing primarily with a, an American audience from around, right, right across the country. So we, we framed this as Canada's corner of the Pacific Northwest um, is 
but yeah, we're all we're all in the same region. Whatever yeah, we are. Yeah, the Southwest. We're all good. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are. In the, you guys are in the Southwest too. That's right. We're all we're all Southwest or Northwest of something. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. Chapter uh, uh, Zero wants to know: Did the bid contain a good weather guarantee? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That was because it's indoors. Yeah. <laughs> it's indoors. It will not be raining indoors. Yeah. But I mean, the time, yeah, the time of year we're having it, like Rock Chalk said earlier, I, it, you know, you, it's, you're never 100% guaranteed it's not going to rain. However, it, it would be highly anomalous if it did. So, yeah, we're in a typically sunny time of year. It's not rainy season or anything in August, late August, mid August. Not at all. And we had another question from Catherine Woods is, uh, is Adventure Smart BC going to have a booth? I guess that's a Helen question. Yeah, Adventure Smart BC will be invited to have a booth. We don't have our vendor and sponsor packages ready yet. It's just too soon for that. But as soon as we do get them ready, they will be sent them and invited to take part. We would love to have them there and include them in um, as much as we can. They would be great to have as a vendor, like as a sponsor, um, also just doing educational sessions. If they're willing to be a speaker, that would be fantastic too. So those are all the things we'll be talking to Adventure Smart about. Um, you know, maybe not as a sponsor. I don't know what their situation's like for that, but yeah, I really hope we see them there. Absolutely. Um, I, I see another question came in from the Supernauts. I want to hold on to that question. We'll get back to that in a moment. Um, but first, because I think it re relates to the actual question I'm going to ask next, which um, is probably for one of the Chris's. You guys can decide which Chris or Christie's going to answer this. But uh, should people be planning kind of just for that Saturday to come up or is there going to be a lot more going on? There's, there's definitely going to be a lot more going on. Um, for, if, you, if you expand it just a little bit, of course, it's the 20th anniversary celebration in Seattle. And we recognize, of course, that there's a week between the two events. So um, there's the going event, going ape event is going to be the following day. And then we're going to, as of the Tuesday or Tuesday, Wednesday of that week, there's going to be um, events and activities and things uh, for geocachers in our region right through to the GeoWoodstock event. So there will be no shortage of things to do um, through there. So it's, you're not going to sort of go to a couple events in Seattle, get bored, wonder what to do, and then go to the event or, or even just decide to come for the day. Really encourage people to spend the week because there's going to be a lot going on. So you're telling us that, Saturday will have the 20th anniversary. Uh, Sunday will have ape. Monday will be a travel day. And Tuesday we start geo Woodstock events. So there's going to be a lot of side yeah, events. There are going to be side events. And so right. we're allowing, there's time in there are people that are visiting the region want to go, you know, find the original stash or maybe go find some Jasmine caches in, in, in around Oregon or, you know, do some hikes. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, there's time for that Monday or Tuesday, but there'll be things happening. The, um, usually the side events that are, you know, farther away are the ones where you may not get as many people. So it's okay to do them in a venue that isn't massive. So maybe like a, a brewery event, like, you know, come out for a beer or, or go out to one of the BC parks and maybe meet with a naturalist and learn about what you can eat in the woods that's safe, um, what, what berries are in season, what to eat, what not to eat. I think they call it trail edibles. So little things like that you can do for smaller groups earlier on in the week. Mm -hmm. So we're playing around with things like that, but we don't have any side events committed yet. So not everything is going to be a thousand plus geocachers. 
it kind of well, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, that's the, that's one of the challenges because yeah, you know, we're looking at at um, some of the venues and, and really neat things, and then you think, okay, well, how many people can you accommodate? It's like, oh, we can take like fifty people, and it's like, okay, how about a thousand <laughs> or two thousand? <laughs> so it's it's kind of an interesting um, challenge. Um, making sure that we find things that are scalable. So uh, a lot of the commitments to specific events will take place at places we get a little closer to the, um, to the data and we get a real good chance to see what the numbers look like. Yeah. yeah and if people stay longer here, um, if they do come up to Canada earlier or if they stay, um, you know, after geo was up for a few days, they've got a bit of holiday time. There's places to explore farther afield, like the Fraser Canyon, which is gorgeous. Um, Stanley Park, the city of Vancouver, um, Capilano Canyon, and there's there's lots and lots of great parks, um, places to go and see. They can also hop on a ferry. It's called um, BC Ferries, and head over to Vancouver Island. And it's going not not mix up the city of Vancouver and Vancouver Island, but on Vancouver Island is the city of Victoria, and that is the capital of British Columbia, and that's where we are. And we have the Shark Store here. Um, Canada's um, brick and mortar geocaching store. It's open Monday to Saturday. And um, you can also go to the Butcher Gardens, which a lot of people, world famous Butcher Gardens. And if you head up Island um, a couple of hours, about an hour and a half, Canada's most favorited geocache made in Canada, A, is, um, is up there. Um, yeah, so there's lots to do. That's at Coombs Wooden Shoe. Those guys are awesome. They're, yes. Yeah, we love yes. sitting there when we go by. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's wondering, the GC code is GC2Y8Q8 for for that one. And that's definitely, if you like unique, fun caches, you should probably put that one on your on your list for your Vancouver Island visit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. And the other thing is there's the Geo Tour. It's there right now in Richmond. We don't know if they're going to renew it or what their plans are for it, but there currently is a Geo Tour in Richmond, BC that can supposedly be done in a long day or it can be fit in amongst other things um, over two days, there's also a Richmond dumpling tour that I've heard is amazing for foodies. Um, there you but, go. Yeah. And if you get to Nanaimo, which is um, on Vancouver Island, there's also a Nanaimo bar tour. Ah. Yeah. There's no shortage of things for foodies <laughs> or uh, craft beer aficionados. Or uh, over in the Fraser Valley, we've got... I think about eight wineries, maybe yeah. even up to 10 now. Um, so, you know, depending on what you're into and I can't even count how many golf courses we have. So depending on what you're into outside of geocaching, you could, you fill your boots as Chris would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great phrase. I like that. Yeah. There's plenty to do in the area for a snuggle muggle who may not be into geocaching. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you just need to fill a day for something. There you go. So we had another question. There's also, I just want to add one more thing. Yep, go for it. Within, within about an hour and a half drive of, of where we're, where the event's being hosted, there's about 10,000 geocaches. Oh, so, you can so geocache You well. can actually go geocaching, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I might try that someday. Yeah. Yeah, I hear it's kind of fun. So, so we had a question from the Supernauts, which is a bit of a tricky question. It's going to be one of those ones of, we don't really have an answer. Stay tuned. I think is the answer, but I'm going to throw it over to my co-planners. And it's, are you hoping to have the GPS maze? We don't really have an answer. Stay tuned. 
<laughs> Thank you for backing me up. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. And this is, this is kind of a fun one too. Dora Moore asks, did they, and I think she means the Geo Woodstock elders, did they say why Canada was chosen? And if Geo Woodstock would be moving around to other countries from here on, as it's traditionally been an American event? Um, are we I, allowed to say I'll, Pardon? Are we allowed to say it? No, I think, I think that it's fair to say that um, we, we don't, it's not up to us and we don't know if it's going to move into other countries. Um, so I just simply wouldn't want to comment on that. There's been a, a, an undercurrent um, for a while of, of if a really strong Canadian bid came up that they would consider um, a Canadian um, a Canadian venue. And given that, that we've worked with geofashion.com to coordinate dates, it, it sort of made that, that honestly, you know, that helps obviously. And, and, um, and so we like to think that on our own, we still had a very strong bid. Uh, we know we did, whether it would have beat everything else, I don't know, but. I've been told that we had a very strong bid. Yeah. It and was, it was a very, very strong bid. They liked the, um, the experience that we had um, and our professional lives the what we were able to put into the event from you know our experiences there and our skills that we have um and just what we were offering with the venue and the region they just felt it was a it was the best bid this year yeah nice. so um brian lang asks for the americans in the crowd you save about 33 percent on all the prices you might see in canada so let's see approximate exchange rate these days so, you know, book that hotel in BC because it's going to be cheaper than if you're, you know, yeah. down south across the border. And I can't imagine what it's going to, how much time it's going to take to cross the border in that week. Yeah. I mean, th we've got four border crossings within an hour drive of mm -hmm. the, of the venue. So that's, that's not going to be a huge issue, but of course they're going to be busier than they would normally be. And I think, I would just encourage people to come up and, you know, well, of course, if you wanted to stay in the U S and cross the border every day, that's certainly you're entitled to make your own decisions. But I think your life would be easier if you just base yourself in the Fraser Valley and just enjoy what we have up here. Uh, if, if you're an American, your dollar definitely will go farther and there's just so much to do. I think you'll just really, you, you don't want to, you don't want to eat time out of your day having to deal with a border crossing that you can spend geocaching or whatever else you want to do. You not, you may not be able to get all 10,000 of those geocaches. If yeah, you're you'll get close crossing for, you know, an hour a day. So yeah, <laughs> you can only maybe get 7,500. There you go. Um, what kind of activities might we expect during this geo Woodstock? Um, so certainly you're going to see a lot of the traditional activities of speaker sessions. Um, we're going to have kids activities. We're going to have the vendor booths. Um, the, the Geo Woodstock event has come up with historic banners for each event that we actually brought back with us. Um, from Texas that will be displayed at ours. Um, Alaska Airlines handled them nicely, which was amazing. Um, some new interesting activities that we're, we're kind of having a lot of fun planning. Um, so we've got a geocaching comedy magician. Um, some of you in the Lower Mainland may know of him, Magic Man. 
Um, we also were having a lot of fun talking about mascots, how we want to have a mascot petting zoo. Um, so hopefully people don't take that too literally. Um, <laughs> uh, some people may know that I am a trackable human. So I have a trackball tattoo on my arm. And so I thought it would be a really neat idea to get some tattoo artists into the event and maybe we can get some more trackable humans out there. So um, that's that's some of the stuff, um, possibly dedicate a time for trackable humans to get together so that we can be like a gallery show. Others can come and, and partake in the fun. <laughs> so, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, we're also going to have a, a genius bar. Uh, we've done this at, uh, at some of the other large events we've had. So, um, sort of themed, um, sort of experts, I guess you could say. So, that for an hour, you could, if you've got questions about uh, a particular topic, then there'd be somebody who really knows that topic well, and you could go and ask questions, and that the topics and themes would change throughout the day. So, a genius bar. Um, That's cool. And. The Adventure Labs, we're definitely planning on doing Adventure Labs, but we kind of need to keep in mind that they're brand new, a little bit of a beta type thing. So um, assuming that they're in the same format that they are now, that, that we did some down in Texas, they're a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Um, and so, so we'll definitely be implementing those or whatever sort of variation on the Adventure Labs is in, is in place at that, uh, at that time. Uh, yeah. Oh, Helen, did you want to add some more stuff to that? Um, I'm just going to say we... Um, what we've done at our, uh, the mega events that we've hosted before is that we have, as well as having geocaching vendors, we um, try and tap into the community to bring in some vendors from the community, the kind, some of the ones you might see at, you know, farmers markets and things, um, local artisans. And that's gone over really, really well at the West Can events. So it kind of gives you a flavor of the community and it also helps to support the regional economic development by inviting those people to come into um, target markets who want to get a souvenir or something. Um, they may be able to find something right there at the event. So we have a variety of vendors. Yeah. And I, I just want to also add in, and Christy, I think mentioned it right off the start of our extensive list of things that are going to be there to do on the Saturday, never mind the other days. But we're also really working hard to stay true to the traditions of Geo Woodstock. So we will have uh, the, the keynote addresses to, to kick things off. We will have uh, the closing um, addresses. Uh, hopefully Monkey Brad will come up on the stage and, and do his thing. Uh, that'll be great. Uh, we are going to have um, the reviewers panel and, and all that kind of stuff that you would expect from a Geo Woodstock. We will also have those things, but we wanna have, because we're planning for some scalability. We want to make sure that there's enough that everybody's going to have something interesting to keep them fascinated and enjoy. And, and of course, we'll have the group picture as well. I can't forget about that. We'll definitely do that. And some kind of log place to sign your name. Yeah. We don't know what it's going to be yet, but it is BC, so it'll be something logish. Good luck. Could be an actual log. <laughs> could be a log. You know, I don't know. We haven't we haven't decided that yet. So that's the, there's always something to sign. And we will have that too. And there's also um, in the end of the closing ceremonies, all the GW, um, the people that have attended every single Geo Woodstock from the very, very first one. I think there's six of them left. Um, they they are always up on, invited up on the stage and recognized. Um, yeah, so that that's pretty special too. Nice. You know, they they take good care of the previous Geo Woodstock uh, hosts. Yeah, they do. From what I've seen. 
Yeah. Well, there's previous GeoWoods Talk hosts, and then there's also these people who have gone to every GeoWoods Talk, and some of them are hosts, and yeah. some of them may, may have never hosted. But yeah. it's, it's pretty special. Absolutely. Now, we, we've got some more questions here, uh, but before I get into it, we've got a comment from uh, from Boomer over on the island who's, uh, who's certain that they're going to convince HQ to allow them to pick their own trackable codes for their tattoos. And I say, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> I would like mother. Is my trackable code? Oh yeah, olive oil. Yeah, okay. Um, so the we've definitely received a lot of requests already. We've been contacted by lots of different people who'd like to volunteer. Um, and uh, Dora Moore's already asked, "How many volunteers do we think we're going to need?" Well, we don't know an exact number. We we know it's a lot. <laughs> so we're we're very interested in talking to people about volunteering about sponsoring uh, and about, as Helen was discussing, the vendors. We really want to have a nice variety in our... Uh, Helen, what's the term that you use for our market area? A trading uh, post. A trading post. I love that. Um, so we're looking for lots of folks who are interested in, in being vendors there as well. Um, and we really appreciate and we're very humbled by the enthusiasm we've already received from the geocaching community around all those topics. Now, for anyone who is interested in participating in one of those ways, either a volunteer, sponsor, vendor, um, how do we want people to be contacting us? So um, I'm going to just say that we're not quite 100% ready to take an onslaught of volunteers. We, on the website, we're going to have a section on the website specifically for volunteers. Um, and so if you're interested in volunteering, you'll be able to um, go to that page, fill out a form, and, and that form will collect um, the type of thing you're interested in doing um, but it'll give you some options. It'll obviously take your name and contact information. And then we'll, we will kind of put that together and build volunteer teams out of that. Um, you can, the, the, the best way to know when this goes live and to, and to, uh, and to stay in touch really is through the, the newsletter. Um, so when you sign your blog, you will attend. Um, as Jay said, there's that blue, big blue button press that, put your email address in there, and then you'll be kept up to date. And as soon as the, the site's live with that information, that'll be there. If you do have specific questions um, and they're not um, easily answered either by the website or by the social media, then you, or you want to con contact us directly about some particular topic, then you can also you can send us an email at geowoodstock18, that's 1-8, at gmail.com. And, uh, and then, and then we're happy to converse with you on that. But please, I would say, don't send us an onslaught of emails saying, I'd like to volunteer just yet. Give us a, wait till that website's live. And then, and then if the information you're looking for isn't there, then send us an email and we'll. Yeah. But we will have a page specifically about signing up as a volunteer. So that'll yeah. definitely be there. So I guess our message is if you'd like to volunteer, thank you. And just yes. wait for the website. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. Chill. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate um, you too. Yeah, there's there's another comment I just want to quickly address that I saw in the chat, and I think it's 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 a great comment, and we've got a good answer for it. And it was a little bit of concern about uh, if the photo group photo is taken by drone. And one thing I can guarantee you about our yeah. event is that it will not be taken by a drone because we are within seven kilometers of an airport. So we're within seven seventy meters. Seven hundred so meters of an airport. Yeah. We're, I think we're on airport property. Yeah. We are. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So there will be no drone. We are going to find uh, some alternate ways to get the photo taken. Maybe we can rent a Maybe helicopter. Maybe we can rent a helicopter or I'll get, a, get, a, get a little yeah. plane yeah. to go up, get a private plane to go up and take pictures. Uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a commercial flight, take a, get a window seat. You guys got to be ready, though, at just this right time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Chris, Chris, do you want to Yeah, take the last one? There. I was going to say, guys, you have shared so much information. We appreciate you coming on this early. We realize you don't have everything worked out yet. Uh, but as geocachers, we're excited. Uh, and you can already see we want to help. Is there anything that you'd like to share? Uh, maybe, you know, talking about all this or anything outside of Geo Woodstock? Is is there anything left outside of Geo Woodstock? Well, there's one thing that I would wanted to add is that when we were down in uh, at other events, we haven't heard people talking about when they come to the Pacific Northwest to go to HQ, they want to go to Alaska. They, they're looking to see if there's cruises. And so we've been doing um, geocaching adventure cruises, taking people on cruises for about four years now. And so we've actually um, decided to do one to Alaska on August the 26th. So four days after Geo Woodstock. Um, we did one a few years ago. We just went up to Sayward and back again round trip. This time we're leaving Vancouver, going all the way up to Whittier, Alaska. And then there's an option to go on to Denali. So we're doing five days, a land portion afterwards as an option. And so people could log a cache in Alaska. And we're also going to be offering a tour to the Yukon because this, this cruise goes to Sayward as well. So we would be taking um, a trip up to, or Skagway, sorry, Skagway. We'd be taking a trip up to Carcross to the Yukon and logging um, a cache in the, uh, caches in the Yukon as well. So um, the dates of the cruise are August 26th to September 2nd, or it would go till September 7th if, if somebody wants, people want to stay and do the Denali portion. Um, more information at travel.landsharks.ca or from our wonderful travel agent, tara.bradley at marlintravel.ca. And there's a few people we've been told have signed up for that already. So that's, that's something we're looking forward to doing. We were talking about going again, and this seems like the perfect time. I just... I'm still laughing at you guys. Like we're going to just finish wrapping up two years worth of effort and be absolutely exhausted. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and then they're going to go on a cruise, uh, but not to relax. Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> not only do you have to, you know, get everything coordinated for Geo Woodstock. Oh, we're going to do a cruise as well. But I think it's uh, a cruise is a relaxing. Well, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Oh, wow. And, this... and I think it'll be amazing for people who want to have that opportunity that they can, you know, if, if you can find a way to manage the time to be able to get to Seattle. And as, as uh, Rock Talk was saying earlier, just explore that amazing area, come up to the Fraser Valley, explore here, uh, get over to the island if you can, Vancouver Island a little bit, get on a cruise ship, head up to Alaska. I mean, you can make the ultimate, the absolute ultimate geocaching Pacific Northwest experience out of this out of next summer if you if you plan it. Yeah, it could be three weeks. It could be amazing because there is time between Geo Woodstock and the cruise. If people want to spend three days on Vancouver Island, there's time to do that. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, let me know if you do an excursion to none of it. I want to go. <laughs> That's a bit of an excursion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's on my bucket list. It really truly is. I have a destination picked out and cash is chosen. Okay, there you go. Yeah, none of it's happening. Is that is that going out of Churchill? Is that the way you would do that? No, no, no. 
It'd be going up from well, that's another that's another oh, show. Yeah, we'll we'll say that. You gotta you gotta <laughs> tune into Caching and Northwest another day to hear about that. <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> another day. We'll talk about none of it. <laughs> wow. Thank you guys so much. We look forward to future updates on the you know geocaching's 20th anniversary celebration, going ape 2020, and Geo Woodstock 18. So, folks, we, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Caching in the Northwest. It's been a full one. Um, but next week, we've got another show. Yes, there's going to be more to talk about. Now, next week, we're going to step back in time and look at Geo Woodstock 17 and find out what happened there. Uh, the week after that, we are going to do with a chronophobia. That's yep. writing. Hmm? That's That's correct. Good job. Uh, writing better logs with Keats 94 because TFTC or just a period that doesn't cut it. That makes me angry. <laughs> and you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. No, we wouldn't. June 20th. We're going to talk with JT coffee about going ape 2019. You know, there's one every year and we're talking about this year's um, and June 27th. Can you believe we're almost halfway through the year at this point? We're more than halfway. Uh, planning geocache trips with, go ahead and say it. Yes, Christy <laughs> of the Geo Travelers. So as you're getting ready to plan your summer trips, Christy's going to give us some extra special insights. Yeah, looking That's forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> we sure are. That's awesome. Yeah, Christy's going to become uh, another green jacket regular for us. That's for sure. I'm going to pl just plug that because um, what you didn't mention is Christy's background. She's worked in the travel industry for quite a number of years and, and she's helped us immensely and she's very, very knowledgeable. You guys are lucky to have her around. <laughs> we think so. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. But yeah, that's a good point. There's a, the, Christy's not just talking about it because, uh, yeah, she's done a few trips. Christy knows her stuff. So we're really mm -hmm. looking forward to that episode, episode 309. Awesome. And, uh, while you're all here, I want to take a moment to thank Landsharks, our corporate Denali-level sponsor. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, BC. They're open six days a week except holidays, and they ship online orders every day. We also want to thank our faithful Denali-level supporters. That's Landsharks, JP's Geo Designs, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting the show, click that Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website. It's in one of these, it's probably not above me, but it's either beside me or below me. All right, so click on that and you'll know all about supporting us. And you'll have the painful punishment of me reading your name at the end of the podcast, just like this. Broncos fan for life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev, Mac D, Subway, Mark Doran, War Dune, Buddy, Kid Vegas, 19, Geo, Nav Pros, Wino, Seattle, Acker, Doc, Billy, Robson, Genies, Antaeus, Keats, 94, Trexer, Zero, MC3, Cats, Kennel Barb, Emnerve, Wet Coaster, and Greenward, Sege, Hove, Al Robic, Keepers of the Cash Flow, and Highlands Guy, and the Geo Travelers. <laughs> I did it. Ooh. I needed a few weeks off the show so that I could practice and be able to do this again, but I did. You were it. doing your deep breathing exercises? I was. You know what's really where funny it's humid. Is is I'm holding my breath while you're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> the suspense of it all. Oh, I don't know why. We're silly people. Oh, hey, yeah. until next week, Land Monkey, you just had all that uh, breathing, all that heavy lifting there of the verbal D 
duties. But where can we find you on the interwebs? Anytime I open my mouth, verbal duty. Uh, you uh, can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at LandMonkeyGC. And of course, on Facebook, look for LandMonkey. And on the YouTubes, we've got regular episodes coming out every once in a while at L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y, LandMonkey on YouTube. All right, Chris, where do folks find you? You know, what's funny is that I still see your wife's face now when you sing that. Well, I could uh, see her face because she's right here, but she's hiding. Oh, okay. <laughs> hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. <laughs> She says hi. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been trumped by Laura. You know, you can find me on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook at Cashing in W, Instagram at Cashing in the Northwest. You know what? Don't stop the car to write this down. Just head on over to cashingnw.com slash hosts. Read our bios. Find all those links we just mentioned and, well, a few secret ones that we may not tell you about. But most of all, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Cashing in the Northwest. We know your time is valuable and we appreciate it. Don't forget that you can be part of the show. Call 253-693-TFTC, leave us a comment, ask us a question, or be willing to drive us to events any time of the day or night. And of course, you can email us at feedback at cashingnw.com. Your support helps keep quality shows coming. If you like the show, click the Patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Gives us a thumbs up or a review. The show is produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jim Paulwitz, and Jay Kennedy. It's licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. <gasps> and folks, we ask you to stay tuned for The After Show. See, there he is. I've been wondering where he is all night. Oh, man. Dude, you, you just nailed that whole post-show, whatever credits, whatever we call that. You did a great job. Nice. I felt like I stumbled over my tongue a time or two. Ah, it's all right. Take the rest of the night off. You're good. Okay, bye. <laughs> awesome. Oh, so I we've got a couple of if, if I don't hang up the... Uh, Hang out. It just keeps going for hours and hours. It does. Hours. It does. <laughs> and you know what? Is no good. Is not the good. No, is no good. Uh, let's see. The first point in the after show is Starcasher says, I just checked my passport. It expires August 16th, 2020. Mm. So I guess he's not coming to Geo Woodstock. Nah, <laughs> can't let that happen. We need Starcasher there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Christy of the Geo Travelers probably knows this. You need to check your passport because if it expires within six months, some countries will not let you cross the border. Yeah. Why six months? That seems like a long time. I'm only looking to be here a week or less. Well, what happens if you get injured and you have a long hospital stay? Uh-oh. Now you need to be there. Yeah. Now you get Check your passport. There you go. You got time to get your Nexus card if you want to make the uh, crossing quicker. Yep. Is it just Nexus? Is there is there anything like on the southern border? Is it also Nexus down there? No, I think there's, it's global entry and uh, global, okay. is the one they use for other entries into the states. But yeah, if you're just if, you know if you're an American looking to come up to Canada for Geo Woodstock 18, or you're a Canadian looking to travel to the U.S. for the 20th anniversary event and going ape and whatever else, I mean, there's tons of stuff going on. Um, then yeah, that's that's the nexus that you need if you're in Canada or the U.S. 
Team Noltex says, have you considered a glow for the after show? It could be the afterglow. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. Which is a good reminder. I do have to replay the glow or oh, yeah. our, our call. Why don't we do that before we take the next couple of questions? Or do you need me to take the next point while you get things ready? No, let's see what happens. Suspense. That's what happens. Oh, you know what? What? Can't play a JPEG. I grabbed the wrong file. <laughs> <Did Okay>. <laughs> It looked great, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Okay. So, so GSM X2 says, um, talking about the uh, Christy, your your great suggestion of the the uh, trackable tattoo options. Says I would have to be really drunk to get a tattoo. Well, the good news is there's some awesome micro brews in Abbotsford, so you can do both. <laughs> Just don't drive. Yeah, there's gonna be no regrets from this trio Woodstock is there. <laughs> so everybody listening needs to buy uh, GSM times two a beer, <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll get them signed up for the tattoo. It'll be fine. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> you, okay. you could let me pick out your tattoo design. That's the worst that could happen. Definitely. Okay, I'm gonna try this one more time. Okay. Hey guys, Billy Robson here from Alberta. Just thought I'd let you know what's happening. Managed to get my 20,000th cash at a webcam in Washington, D.C., Scott Circle, DCN21R. Got it about a month and a half ago. Didn't have a chance to let you know as I was in Europe at the Giger event in Hamburg, GC77777. Great time. Looking forward to coming out there next year to see you guys. Keep up the good work. There you go. There Hopefully we go. It, sorry about that. It took me a second to figure out which knob. I forgot to feed that off the aux, yeah, yeah. Uh, the aux port. So, okay. Um, so Later. we also had a fatas in there, and I didn't see who who posted it. Might have been Brylang. But uh, just that the BCGA campout starts tomorrow in Barkerville, British Columbia. Um, if you haven't already planned to get there and you don't live in northern BC, that may take you a little while. It might be late. But see, uh, there's a campground reservation you can make now and just hold on to it. <laughs> Barkerville is nowhere close to Abbotsford. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that much right now. Yeah, um, but in a year, does it matter? <laughs> So the uh, the, v the British Columbia Geocaching Association is having their AGM. It's Sunday morning in Barkerville, British Columbia. Now, Barkerville is a really cool place to visit, but it's more than just a day trip. So It was an old gold rush town, wasn't it? It is. Um, it's one of the places that people went to when they provisioned it for Langley and headed on up the Fraser River. Absolutely. Yeah. Brian, it's about a nine-hour drive, but that's nine hours in metric, so <laughs> it's much closer. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a metric hour is longer than a than a oh, is it longer? Hour. Yeah, oh. that's because kilometers are shorter than miles. Yeah, yeah, but you can drive faster, so it doesn't quite balance out that way, Chris. Oh, <laughs> all right. Hey, and I noticed uh, Cash Canada is joining us. Wow, it is super late for you guys. Well, as a lot of a lot of folks are staying up late with us, and I really, I got to say, I really appreciate you guys who stay up late to watch us live. It's amazing. 
And uh, Cash Canada said that they've been to Barkerville way back when they were 14 years old. And uh, I was three years in Barkerville. Ago. Sorry? It was like three years ago. Something like that, yeah. Um, I was in Barkerville when I was a little kid as well. And uh, I have great memories. Uh, I know that explains it. Mrs. Monkey has great memories of Barkerville as a kid. Uh, it's just one of those places that if you're going to really explore sort of the interior in the north of BC, it's a place to keep in mind on your list because they actually, they've re rebuilt the town quite authentically and they have um, uh, docents in costume throughout the, the town sort of giving you the real Barkerville experience. It's neat. It's just a cool place. Cool. Now I've got mm -hmm. to go there. That sounds like fun. It's Add fun. it to your bucket list. Okay. Barkerville, then none of it. Probably on the same road trip, Chris. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than nine hours to none of it from Barkerville. Yeah. Hashtag geocache road trip. There you go. Now yeah. that one I knew <laughs> that it's going to, yeah. <laughs> going to be more than nine hours to none of it. Yep. Depends on Very how you cool. get there. Anyway. Folks, we are running late. I am so thankful that you stayed with us. And until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest. <laughs>